Hey, I know you. You're like me, and you love creepy and weird things. That's why Amazon Music's podcast, Badlands, is perfect for you. Badlands is a show that dives into the stories of celebrities whose crime and career lows are as crazy and unbelievable as some of their films' plot twists. Now, we all have an understanding that many celebrities live by a different set of rules. More relaxed rules. Sometimes it seems they may even get away with murder. Some of them literally have. Join host Jake Brennan as he explores Brittany Murphy's mysterious death, Jack Nicholson's tendency towards fits of rage and run-ins with the law, and Tim Allen's comedy start in prison, just to name a few. Get ready, because I'm about to play a clip from Badlands' newest season, an episode about Heath Ledger's spiral into darkness before his untimely death about how he scared and unnerved his co-stars when filming The Dark Knight, some who had known him for years. Enjoy, and be sure to tune in for new episodes of Badlands every Wednesday, or binge all of season three right now only on Amazon Music. Belle looked over at Heath, sitting in a corner smoking a cigarette before the next take. Heath was buried in a book, the journal he had with him on set at all times, with the Joker written on the front, above a picture of a woman in a sun hat feeding an elephant. It was a diary in a scrapbook, cut out comic book panels, photos of Tim Curry as Pennywise, the demonic clown, and John Wayne Gacy, the all-too-real killer clown, who performed at birthday parties in children's hospitals, but also who killed at least 33 young men and boys. Paintings by Francis Bacon of medieval popes reduced to screaming skeletons, dead birds and rotting slabs of beef, old playing cards and a photo of Malcolm McDowell leering grinning in a bowler hat and eyeliner as a clockwork orange's charismatic psychopath, Alex, hyenas and handwritten dialogue. Bale could go all in on a roll. He tanned himself like leather to play Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. He survived on cigarettes, whiskey and black coffee to get into the body of a strung out insomniac in The Machinist. 120 pounds on his six-foot frame. He put on 100 pounds of muscle before we donned the bat suit. Like CGI, sculpted rubber pecs were for amateurs. Heath, on the other hand, locked himself away for a month in a London hotel room, reading old Batman comics and improvising leering grins and nails on a chalkboard voices until he got them right. That voice. The month of seclusion messed up his circadian rhythms until he was only sleeping two hours a night. Christian Bale put all those lost pounds back on. Every ounce he starved off himself for one role returned as muscle for this one. Heath Ledger didn't go into isolation to lose something. He went to find something, and he came back with that journal, bye-bye, written ominously on the last page. Aware he was being watched, Heath looked up. He smiled his broad movie star smile, framed by a horror show rictus of makeup and prosthetics. Heath helped design the look, the scars. Heath didn't want to look like Cesar Romero, who wouldn't even shave his stash before they layered on the grease paint. And he didn't dare look like Jack Nicholson, who was already complaining in the press that no one had even asked him to reprise the role. And the scars were based on an old British mob movie called The Chelsea Grin. You slit a guy's cheek from the corner of his lips to the back of his molars. Never heals right. Ugly for life. Heath licked his lips. He did it constantly to keep the prosthetic scars from coming unglued, the necessity becoming part of the performance. 
He gave Bale a cheery wave, twiddling his fingers in the air, and went back to his journal and his smoke. And there are rumors Heath Ledger stayed in character while shooting The Dark Knight, that he was the Joker all the time. Save that noise for Jared Leto. The truth was even scarier, how easily Heath turned it on and off. Once the cameras rolled, he was no longer Heath Ledger. He became the Joker. He spooked Maggie Gyllenhaal, who'd known him for years. He spooked Michael Caine, which is no easy feat. This is a guy who lived through the Nazi bombing of London, who went drink for drink with Peter O'Toole, who co-starred with Laurence Olivier and Sean Connery, and who defined British cool in the 1960s as Harry Palmer, a spy who made James Bond look like a door-to-door salesman. Michael Caine stammered and botched his lines when he had to stare into Heath Ledger's leering lipstick-smeared mug. In the second Nolan called cut, he was Heath again. Sweet, funny, kind. But the thing that he created in that hotel room was still inside him, ready to be let out when they called action. It lived inside him now, and it wouldn't let him sleep. Most of us have accepted that celebrities and stars live by a different set of rules. More relaxed rules. At times, they even seem to get away with murder. And some literally have. Join me, Jake Brennan, host of Badlands, as I share the real-life stories about A-listers whose crimes and career lows are as unbelievable as some of their films' plot twists. This season, we look at Heath Ledger's spiral into darkness in his final days, Brittany Murphy's mysterious, unusual death, Jack Nicholson's proclivity to fits of rage. And did you know that America's dad, Santa Claus himself, Tim Allen, got his comedy start in a Minnesota prison? For all that and more, listen to Badlands, a true crime podcast that dives deep into the stories of the famous at their most infamous. Badlands. Get new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Or binge all of season three right now, only on Amazon Music.